Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Uh, welcome to the show. Fist Street Soccer here on the Esports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211 Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Got an interesting show for you today. Of course, uh, you know how much I complain about these Euro qualifiers, international, f- international breaks, seemingly endless international breaks, just, just when you think you're getting into the rhythm and the flow of your favorite league. You know, an international break rears its ugly head. And look, there are basically no more confusing international tournaments right now than the Euro 2020. I do like the Euros. I like the World Cup. I mean, I do like international tournaments. I'm not I'm not a complete naysayer, okay? But gosh, it's confusing. Because, you know, you've got the group winners qualifying. Then you've got sort of some... some quote-unquote wild-card spots for next-best qualifiers coming through. And then, of course, people can qualify from the Nations League. Tell you what I'm going to try to do today. I'm going to take a look at Euro 2020 qualifying as we are today. And today is Monday, November the 18th. And I'll take a look at some of the permutations and computations and dissonations and dissertations and all the rest of that nonsense to see to try to get a handle of what this tournament's going to look like next summer. All right, so that's what's uh, on the table today. And, of course, we'll also take an early look at some of the upcoming Premier League games because it does get exciting because the Premier League's back this weekend. Of course, we are talking about a massive game. Man City-Chelsea is the big game of the weekend. And, of course, we are going to talk about that one. So you're going to want to stay tuned here on Fifth Street Soccer. Just a reminder, every day... Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 and iHeart and TuneIn. And I would be remiss if I did not say hello and welcome to the show to all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a very quick break. We'll be right back to kick it off here on Fist Street Soccer. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I love that song. No More Heroes, The Stranglers. Look, we play some great music on this show, probably because, uh, you know, I'm responsible for the music. So, I mean, that's why we play great music. The Clash, The Stranglers. We play some X, some Sham 69, Iggy and the Stooges, Agent Orange, Germs, Dead Kennedys, Ian Drury. The list goes on and on. Great stuff. And, of course, our intro song is the Tom Robinson Band. I was very sad, actually, to learn that the Tom Robinson Band original guitarist, Danny Cousteau, died back in uh, March... I didn't know that, and and I am planning on going to see Tom Robinson's 70th birthday concert at, I believe it's at the O2 in London, uh, end of May. I'm planning on going there, so don't expect on May the 30th that I will be on the air for you, because I will be enjoying that show. But it will be sans Danny Cousteau, and I, and I am very sad uh, to hear that, because I really did think he was uh, really a, a great guitarist. He did actually play on one of the uh, on an early Billy Idol song as well. Uh, I think it was uh, before Billy Idol was solo when he was with Generation X, but uh, uh, maybe it was Wild Youth that he played on. Anyway, 
Whatever, enough early punk history for you. Let's talk football because uh, Euro qualifiers are winding down, and I'll be honest with you, it couldn't be, uh, couldn't possibly be a better time because I'm quite frankly uh, a bit sick and tired of it without meaning to be rude. If you love Euros, that's great. And I do love the tournament itself. But let's take a look at who's qualified, shall we? Uh, and who could uh, still qualify as of today? Uh, the to- So here's how it works. You know, there are all these groups, right? There's Group A through Group uh, J. It went through Group J. Some of these groups have uh, seemingly uh, more teams than others, which is actually quite true, by the way. And uh, But everybody played everybody in the group uh, home and away. So, for example, uh, Group A, which had England, Czech Republic, Kosovo, Bulgaria, Montenegro. Uh, so there you have a, a group with... Five teams, therefore everyone's playing every other team home and away, so there's only eight games played. That group is done and dusted and decided. England uh, came out on top of that group uh, with a uh, seven wins, one loss. And if you remember, the final game of this group actually was England's 1,000th international game, which was uh, really pretty great, actually. I mean, it was a celebration. And if England won this game by more than three goals, they were going to, they were going to finish top of the group, guaranteed, qualify, etc., etc. Well, I mean, they were playing Montenegro. And, you know, you're the last person you want to be is a Montenegrin uh, playing in England at Wembley uh, on the 1,000th game celebration of the uh, English national football team. And uh, you're going to be at the receiving end of a hiding. And they were uh, losing 7-0. England then went to Kosovo, by the way, uh, to Pristina and beat uh, Kosovo 4-0. So uh, they scored a some total of 11 goals in over this qualifying weekend without conceding one. And look, to be fair, this is why I, I, I just I don't really get into the qualifiers. Because there's so many European nations that need to qualify through the tournament. And by the way... Don't get me wrong here. I, I think what I just said is exactly why we're kind of stuck with this situation. Because there are so many European teams that need a chance to qualify for this tournament that you're going to have to break them into groups and you're going to have to try to seed them. And you're going to get some groups with te- you know teams like Luxembourg, teams like Lithuania, you know teams like Gibraltar and Azerbaijan that you know are not interesting. Unless, of course, you're a Gibral- Gibraltese, I suppose, or an Azerbaijani, or what have you. But typically in these tournaments, what happens is the best teams do qualify through because they're in groups with crap teams. And you saw that with uh, Kosovo. You saw that with uh, Montenegro. You saw that with you know all these other teams. So... That's kind of why I, I, it bothers me because of the way they do it. Look, I, I would prefer, and don't worry, folks, I'm, I'm going to go through the permutations here of who's gone through to the Euro 2020 finals. Uh, we're going to get to that as I look at a huge picture of Gareth Bale looking at me on my computer monitor, which is really disturbing, and I think I might actually need therapy as a result of this. But having said that, I would much rather... They took this qualifying tournament and did it over the summer. Now, clearly, they can't do it the summer of 2020 because that's a tournament. But the summer of 2019, 
why don't you take a month over the summer and have a qualifying tournament, have a host country, FIFA can get lots of bribes and kickbacks, they're going to love that portion of it. You can sell the TV rights to this tournament, and then all these countries come in, or you can do it in three different regions, or however you want to do it. But do it over a four-week period in the summer, and just get it done. I think the coaches would appreciate that. I think the players would appreciate that. Well, I know the coaches would, because then they would get their teams for an extended period of time. They would get them for you know four weeks straight. They'd get to train and, and get into a rhythm and a flow. And at the end of it, they'd come out and either have qualified or not for the 2020 Euro finals. And then you can take all of these ridiculous, lame, stupid, interrupting, ill-timed international breaks after this qualifying is done, where you're going to play a ridiculous money-spinning friendly, where you're going to have 150,000 different... Um, where you're going to have 150,000 different... Uh, um, I totally lost my train of thought then. That's really bad. Well, I'll get over it. It's because I'm old. But the bottom line is, uh, oh, yes, we have 150,000 uh, different substitutions. Thank you. Yes, that's I remembered it now. That's great radio, but I guess I'm just getting old. And, uh, you know, what you do is you take it and you just get it done, basically. And then you take those international dates, which would now be friendlies, and you just dump them. And if you need to give players a rest... Um, then you can do that because you can accelerate the uh, season. You could play more games before the Christmas break, or you could take a couple of weeks off if you wanted to to let the players rest and recuperate uh, without having them you know, have to get on a plane and fly to Kosovo or to Azerbaijan or whatever the hell it is. Um, it's important. It's very important that you have to do something with this qualifying because it's just getting longer and longer and longer. And the more countries you add to the mix, and now you've got the Nations League, which, by the way, I, I somewhat enjoyed the Nations League. I, I suppose I enjoy competitive matches, and, and the thing I hate most is the are the friendly matches because they, they don't tell me anything. They're just a waste of time. They're just someone trying to make money off me, and I don't like that. I want to make money off, off you. I don't want them making money off me. I don't mean you personally, if you're listening to this. I don't know if this makes any sense, but, you know, this is this is where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so we're going to get into the qualifiers. We're going to get into them in some detail. We're going to look at who's going to move forwards. And you wouldn't be surprised to know uh, the big boys are all going through. Uh, uh, England, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Portugal. By the way, Portugal not looking superly great to me, by the way. We can talk about Portugal when we get there. Russia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Turkey, UK, uh, Turkey, Ukraine. Hey, Turkey, Ukraine. I've heard about those two in politics a lot. Oh, yeah, but uh, those are the teams that are going through. We'll go through the groups, and I'll explain how there are some other ways to qualify via the uh, Euro 2020 playoff system and also the Nations League system of playoffs. And it is going to give us a, a few interesting opportunities to drop some other teams into the finals. But the problem I have with this is they're going to be crap teams, and they're going to get blown out 7-0. Do you really want to see that in a final? Do you want to tune in whenever these games are and see, you know, the Netherlands play Montenegro? 
and beat them 28 nothing. Is that a game you want to watch? It's not a game I want to watch. So I understand how nice it is to open it up and make it like AYSO and everybody plays and everybody gets a trophy. But there comes a point where you've got to say, we want to see the cream of the crop, the best of the best. That's what we want. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that. But look, I'll talk about it when we come back. Uh, Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back after this. The Dead Kennedys, Moon Over Marin, one of my favorite Dead Kennedy songs, actually. And I was just in Marin County. I was up in Sonoma County, actually, but I drove through Marin. Um, I did a little weekend wine tasting tour. My girlfriend, Kerry, was nice enough to take me. And if she's listening, I thank you, Kerry. I had a great trip. Let's do it again soon. Got to go to a lot of wineries and drink a lot of wine and uh, generally have a great time. And no better weekend to do that, by the way, on a weekend where there is no Premier League football because you don't have to get up in the wee hours of the morning and watch a game. So uh, all good stuff. But look, your 2020 qualifiers are basically done. And so let's take a look. I promised you, I've been actually teasing this the last couple of segments. So let's get right to it. Let's let's look at who who is where, who's qualified, who hasn't. Uh, and then let's get into this uh, kind of uh, somewhat crazy and confusing uh, playoff system. By the way, Fifth Street Soccer. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'm here with you each and every weeknight from uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, that's 6 Pacific, right here on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, as well as the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, American Forces, and, of course, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop me a line. All right, let's start. As I said, it was Group A. Uh, all the way through group, I want to say it was J. Yeah, group J. Some of these teams had uh, five, some had six. Te- some of these groups had five teams in them, some had six. Uh, so, you know, it depended on how many teams were in as to how many games you would play. Uh, so, more specifically, um, if you look at the groups, for example, group A, as I mentioned, had uh, five teams. So, every team plays eight games, which is, you know, you play the other four teams home and away. Uh, group B also had five teams. Group C had five teams. Group D had uh, five teams. But as we get down the list here, Group F had six teams. So every team played ten games. Same thing with Group G, six teams. Everyone's going to play ten games. Group H had six teams. Group I, six teams. Group J, six teams. You kind of get any idea here? So um, it just depended on which group you were in. But let's take a look at where we are right now. So um, we have uh, the numbers are in, and Group A, we have a winner. It's England with 21 points. The Czech Republic came second. So England qualified as group winners. Czech Republic qualified. Now, when we say qualified, just to make this clear, we're talking about qualifying for 
the 2020 finals, just like, you know, the World Cup, everyone says the World Cup, that you automatically think about the tournament that happens every four years. Well, that's actually the World Cup finals. And then there is the World Cup final, which is the final game of the World Cup finals. Do I make do you following me or I, if you're not? Oh, well, I mean, too bad. Uh, so Group A. So England and Czech Republic have qualified. Kosovo uh, finished third with 11 points. They will be in the playoffs because they were a their group winner in the UEFA Nations League group. And I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. Bulgaria will be in the playoffs as the best-ranked team in League C, but their path isn't yet defined. I mean, this gets confusing, I know, so just hold on. I can tell you for sure Montenegro have been eliminated, Okay. Uh, Group B had Ukraine, Portugal, Serbia, Luxembourg, and Lithuania. Ukraine, they finished group winners with 20 points. Portugal qualified. And and by the way, that was a bit of a surprise for a lot of people. A bit of a surprise. Because Ukraine finished with 20 points. Now keep in mind, uh, there was Ukraine, Portugal, and Serbia. Now, uh, Luxembourg and Lithuania uh, rounded out the bottom two teams of Group B. Not exactly uh, football powerhouses. Uh, but, you know, Serbia, Portugal, Ukraine, that wasn't necessarily a gimme. And the way it ended after uh, everyone had played their two home and away games was that Serbia finished just short with 14 points. Uh, Portugal just edged them with 17 points. And, you know, I think the it's interesting because... Look, I mean, uh, you know, we talk about the, uh, you know, the changes in um, in fortunes and the ebb and flow uh, over eras of, uh, of, of football teams. I mean, Portugal, uh, they're getting a little old. Uh, they did beat Lithuania 6-0 uh, to sort of really help them out in, in the qualifying. But then they only managed to put two past Luxembourg away in Luxembourg, which was very surprising. Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously involved in 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 that result in a big way all right group c uh let's move on shall we group c so basically ukraine qualified portugal qualified serbia uh, finished top of their nation group league so they will uh, play in the nation's league playoff uh, luxembourg and lithuania well they are actually eliminated so so far we've eliminated three teams for sure montenegro luxembourg and lithuania I can't say these are exactly teams that have massive followings outside of their home countries. Uh, Group C, you had Germany, the Netherlands, Northern Ireland, Belarus, Estonia. I mean, this was actually um, a fabulous group. A really fabulous group. Um, There is still, I want to say on this group, yeah, we still got to play one more more match day. Uh, So the question then is, um, can Northern Ireland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, let me tell you, final match day. So this one, you've got Germany are on top. They're going through, okay? Germany are going through, uh, depending on their very last game here that they're going to play. They're playing Northern Ireland, which is a huge match, and the Netherlands are playing Estonia. So Estonia suck. They have yet to win a game, and you fully expect the Netherlands to beat them. However, uh, Northern Ireland could play spoiler here. Look, uh, the Dutch team is going to win, and that's going to take them to 19 points. But they could finish top of the group if Germany doesn't get um, 
a win if Germany loses to Northern Ireland. Now, Northern Ireland would hope, obviously, that the Netherlands would lose to Estonia because then that would allow them, if they beat Germany, uh, to get a result. But that's not going to happen. I mean, that is bizarre. You need some bizarre luck for that to happen. So uh, Germany, Netherlands are going to go through. The question is, you know, who's one and who's two? Uh, If Northern Ireland can hold uh, Germany, uh, Northern Ireland would basically have to beat Germany because of the goal differential is six right now between Germany and the Netherlands. So uh, it's unlikely. So that is going to go through most likely with Germany top and the Netherlands top. Uh, Northern Ireland cannot qualify anymore through the uh, European qualifiers, through these qualifiers. They will be in a playoff as the next best-ranked team in League B, but we don't yet know who they're playing off. Uh, Belarus, uh, they were also in this group. Uh, They can no longer qualify, but they will be in the playoffs as they won their Nations League uh, group winner. And uh, Estonia, Dunzo. They are not qualifying for anything. Are you following me? Because this is a little confusing, I know. And it does tend to suck a little bit of the joy out of this whole thing. Uh, Group D, uh, Switzerland, Denmark, Republic of Ireland, Georgia, and Gibraltar. Uh, Switzerland have qualified as group winners. Denmark have come second. Uh, Republic of Ireland did not manage to beat Denmark uh, and qualify. Uh, They got a draw. They will be in the playoffs, though, as the next best-ranked team in League B, but their path, again, not quite set, so we don't yet know who they're going to play. Georgia won their UEFA Nations League group, so they're going to get another opportunity to qualify through the UEFA Nations League playoffs, uh, which I'll tell you when all that is in here in a minute. Okay, so then Group E... I know this is kind of funny, isn't it? Um, Talk about confusing. Croatia qualified as group winners. And then you had Hungary, Wales, Slovakia, Azerbaijan all in that group as well. Hungary will qualify if they beat Wales or if they draw and Slovakia don't beat Azerbaijan. Either way, they have a guaranteed playoff place if required as they were the next best ranked team in, in League C. This is confusing, I know. Wales, if they beat Hungary, which they may, by the way, they will qualify. But they're guaranteed a playoff place if they need it, as they were the next best-ranked team in Group B. (laughs) Slovakia will qualify if they beat Azerbaijan, and the other game is a draw, but they're guaranteed a playoff place if needed because they're the best-ranked team in Group League B. Okay. Azerbaijan are done. So there you go. At least some certainty somewhere along the way here. Group F. Spain, Sweden, Norway, Romania, Faroe Islands, and the powerhouse of Malta. So this is how this one works. Uh, Spain and Sweden are both qualified. Spain top of the group, Sweden second. Uh, Norway will be in the playoffs because they were their Nations League group winners. And Romania will be in a playoff as the next best-ranked team in League C. But again, we don't know yet who they're going to play. Faroe Islands and Malta are out for sure. Group G, Poland, Austria, Slovenia, North Macedonia, Israel, and Latvia. And uh, we know Poland have qualified as a group winner, and we know Austria have also qualified. So out of Group G, those are the two teams that qualified. However, Slovenia are done. North Macedonia can't qualify via the qualifiers, but they will be in a playoff because they won their UEFA Nations League group and Israel can't qualify via via this 
qualifying set stage because they didn't finish first or second, but they're in a playoff as the next best-ranked team in League C, but we don't know who they're going to play. Lafia are out, and I've just got like 40 seconds left to wrap up H, I, and J, and it's telling me that's probably not enough time to do that. All right, I'm going to continue after the break with this extremely confusing uh, Euro 2020 breakdown of who's qualified and who hasn't qualified I'm sorry if you're confused. You know, welcome to the world of football fandom. We're all equally as confused with this cockamamie weird scheme that they're using to qualify, you know, four billion teams, seemingly, for Euro 2020. All right, I'm Nick Gieber. I'll be back with more confusion right after the break. I hope you'll stay with me here on Fifth Street Soccer. I try to do things and they just don't turn out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. And it's like I take my time and I try real hard. But no matter what I do and no matter what I try, it never works out. It's like I concentrate on a really All right, well, institutionalized. And I'll tell you what, uh, we're going through this Euro 2020 qualifying stuff. And seriously, at, at the end of this, you might want to be institutionalized. It is so confusing. Uh, but we're working our way through it in uh, an attempt to have some sort of methodical process to explain how we're doing on Euro qualifiers, which is the reason we didn't have our beloved Premier League this weekend. I know, I'm moaning about it. But anyway, welcome back to the show, Fist Street Soccer. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. I want to say hello to my girlfriend, Carrie, again. She did such a, she took me for a wonderful trip this weekend to uh, Sonoma for some wine tasting. Um, what an absolutely terrific lady she is. All right. Um, here we go. We talked about Group G. And we kind of went through the permutations of who's qualified and who hasn't qualified and how the qualifying is going to work and what. So we know Poland and Austria through Slovenia are done. Macedonia are done, but they can qualify because they won their Nations League group. That's I, I think that's the easiest one to understand. Okay, There was a, another European tournament called the Nations League. And uh, where every team in, in UEFA got to play in the Nations League, and they had a billion groups, and there was only like two or three teams in each group. But the winner of each group got to play in a playoff um, where you could win a place at Euro 2020 if you didn't manage to get it through traditional qualifying. So that's sort of an easy thing to understand. And that's how Macedonia, for example, even though they finished, uh, what, fourth in their group, therefore will not qualify that way, they can play in a playoffs, uh, playoff of UEFA Nations League group winners. All right, let's get to Group H. France came out top of that. Group winners, 25 points. Turkey, second they qualified. Ireland will be in the playoffs as the next best-ranked team in League A. Albania, Andorra, and Moldova are all eliminated. Andorra. Wasn't that the mother in Bewitched? Wasn't that the name of her mother, Andorra? I don't know. Maybe maybe one of my listeners know. Who was the na- what was the name of the mother in the show Bewitched? You know what's the name? Uh, Samantha's mother. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber. Let me know. All right, uh, Group H. So uh, that's kind of simple. Group H. There's no like weird next best ranked team in League G15. It's just France, Turkey are in, Iceland in a playoff, and Albania, Andorra, and Moldova are done. Group I. Belgium, Russia, Scotland, Cyprus, Kazakhstan, Borat, where are you? And San Marino. 
So Belgium, group winners, they finished top. Russia qualified because they came second. Scotland uh, cannot qualify because they finished third, but they're in a playoff because they won their UEFA Nations League group. Cyprus, Kazakhstan, San Marino, they're not going to be in Euro uh, Euro 2020. No way, Jose. Not going to happen. And do you really care? I'm sorry, San Marino and San Marinans, I guess, uh, or Kazakhs or Cypriots, but, you know, I don't think the rest of the footballing world is, is too sad. Okay, Group J, Italy, Finland, Greece, Bosnia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia and Liechtenstein. So Italy and fin- Italy were group winners. They qualify. Finland qualify. Greece are out. Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, won their UEFA, UEFA Nations League group, so they'll be in a playoff. Armenia and Liechtenstein are out. There you have it. Okay, there you have it. Those, uh, we just ran down all the groups. I know it's kind of confusing. You think? All right, so here we go. So here's how the playoff situation works, if you're interested in this. On the basis of the European qualifying standings, as we just read, uh, you've got basically four paths, A, B, C, and D. You're going to have a playoff, and at the end, uh, they're going to have, you know, one that will fill out... Um, some extra spots in the tournament. So path A, these are all the teams that still have a chance. Iceland, Iceland uh, Bulgaria, Israel, or Romania. They're going to have to draw to find out who that is. Uh, Wales, Slovakia, Republic of Ireland, and Northern Ireland, again, uh, a draw is going to decide which of those are going to play each other. Path B is Bosnia-Herzegovina, Wales, Slovakia, Republic of Ireland, or Northern Ireland, again, a draw to decide who that is. Scotland, Norway, uh, Serbia, Bulgaria, Israel, or Romania, and then Georgia, North Macedonia, Kosovo, and Belarus. I mean, my goodness. Um, and then, of course, you've got your UEFA Nations League group winners are going to play off. But look, the bottom line is this. Uh, the actual qualifiers are done. We now know who's going to go through. I mentioned to you who had made it as of right now um, in terms of uh, through the big qualifying. And let's face it, the teams that come through the big qualifying, uh, one of those teams is going to win it. I mean, there's no team that's going to come through. Uh, Romania is not going to win Euro 2020, even if they qualify through the playoff system. Neither is Romania or Israel or Macedonia, North Macedonia, mind you, not South Macedonia or East or West Macedonia. <laughs> oh my goodness it is so bloody confusing isn't it all right uh let's get to back to something that's not so confu- confusing let's talk about the premier league and by the way did we mention the uh, that mls is over oh yes we did last last week uh no one's crying not me anyway all right uh let's talk about some matches coming up in the premier league because there are some very interesting matches uh, that we get to look forward to this coming weekend um, I want to start at the London Stadium. Where this is a really interesting match for me because West Ham and Spurs are playing, and quite frankly, both of these teams are in dire situation. I mean, West Ham beat Spurs back in April <laughs> away at Tottenham Stadium, and then Spurs beat West Ham on the other side of last year's games of last season at London Stadium. But keep in mind... 
Uh, Spurs are are pretty damn awful. I mean, they have Spurs have not won a game in the last five. Neither has West Ham. West Ham's latest result was a three 0 loss away at Burnley. I mean, that is that is not that is not what you want. That's not good. West Ham haven't won in seven. And Tottenham are only one point above West Ham. They have a one in 13 Premier League away matches. Did you hear me? Spurs have not won in 13 Premier League away matches. This is a huge game. I mean, you've got guys like Harry Kane who have been knocking goals in for England, but he's not knocking goals in for just about anything else. This is a fascinating game, folks. Um, And only, you know, in the Premier League. Spurs right now 14th in the table. Six points from the drop zone. 20 points from Liverpool. They are so much closer to the morass, the swirling morass of the drop zone. Think about that for a minute. And again, they are literally one point above West Ham. The Hammers have won three. Spurs have won three. The Hammers have lost four. Spurs have lost five. Hammers have drawn five. Spurs have drawn four. They both scored and conceded, you know, approximately the same amount of goals. This is a very even game here. I do not think Tottenham are going to go to London and win this game. And right now, Tottenham are plus 105 to win, which makes them the bookies' favorites. But West Ham are plus 250. I like the draw on this one, though, folks, at plus 260. I think that's some very nice value. And let's see if that's still available right now. Let's have a peek, shall we? Uh, looks like the draw is still available right now. Plus 291, actually, you can get the draw. I would take that. Either West Ham are going to win that or the draw. I would really. Spurs are in such awful form. By the way, next match, Arsenal-Southampton. Unai Emery's been given the month of December to do something or they're going to fire him. Absolutely. And they should. It's been a terrible tenure at Arsenal. And it's a lot of problems. It's not all Unai Emery's fault. But a lot of it is. A lot of it is Unai Emery's fault. And Arsenal are hosting Southampton. Look, I expect Arsenal to win that game. That's minus 250. Not an enormous amount of value in that one. I do expect Arsenal to win that game. Um, And that would be the first... You know, they have... Look... Uh, they won at home. They beat Bournemouth at home. Since then, they uh, lost away at Sheffield. Uh, they drew Crystal Palace at home. They drew Wolves at home. And they lost away at Leicester City. You know, By the way, speaking of Leicester City, what a fabulous game. They're going to be going to the Amex and playing Brighton next. They're going to win the game. And let's take a look at what those odds are, shall we? Uh, probably not particularly great. Because uh, Leicester are an excellent team, a bit on fire. Uh, they are plus one hundred and five as the away team to win. No, no real value there. Uh, but oh, but the other matches that really stick out to me as really exciting stuff: West Ham Spurs certainly won. Arsenal Southampton, mm, Brighton Leicester. I expect Leicester to win that. Uh, Liverpool are going to Selhurst Park to play Crystal Palace. And look, I, that is not going to be a slam dunk. 
Liverpool have some injury issues, some injury concerns. Crystal Palace will always get up for that match. That is not a slam dunk. I expect Liverpool will, will win. And if you look at their previous meetings, well, they basically uh, won. You have to go back to April 2017 at Anfield where Palace came in and beat Liverpool 2-1. And Palace, you know, their form hasn't been fabulous. They've won one in their last five. They've had losses at Chelsea, losses at Leicester. They drew Arsenal. They lost to City. But those are all big teams. I think they're going to lose to Liverpool, but it's not going to be a huge scoreline. And if you're interested, I'll figure out what the bookies are telling us for this one as well. Um, Liverpool, uh, look, Liverpool are favorites away at plus minus 222. But that is not a prohibitive favorite. We've seen, uh, we've seen that um, much higher. The consensus is two and a half goals. I, I think people are thinking that's a 2-0 or a 2-1 scoreline. That's not a bad idea. I think that's probably about right. But... Uh, Again, not a massive value in that one, okay? Uh, all right, so let's get back to the other ones that I think because we are talking about the big match of the weekend, and, of course, I managed to yak the entire way through this and uh, completely missed talking about the big game. We will have lots of time to do that, though, this week, um, which uh, the, the the one that really everybody uh, wants to see. You know, the, the, the game is Man City-Chelsea, at the Etihad, Chelsea are going to go to Manchester and play. If there's any team that can beat Man City right now that's not Liverpool, it is Chelsea. Chelsea can win this, and I think they just might. And that would be a massive upset. That would effectively end City's title challenge if they, or their attempt to, uh, uh, to defend their title. Uh, Chelsea, plus 750 for this. I love that. I'm going to take that because I love this Chelsea team right now. I think they have belief. They have momentum. They have, you know, Frank Lampard. Great stuff. All right. Um, look, the rest of this week we'll be talking about all these games. We'll be going into them in detail. Uh, we've got a great show, series of great shows for you this week. Kartik will be rejoining me tomorrow. Hope you'll rejoin me then. I'm going to have to take a break. I'm going to be right back to wrap it all up on Fifth Street Soccer. All right, welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick Giva with you. Just a couple of minutes left. I appreciate you guys uh, bearing with me today as we took a look at who was qualifying and, and, and who still had a long shot to qualify for the Euros as this interminable international breaks, uh, sort of hopefully starting to slow down a bit as Euro qualifying comes to an end. And uh, we can focus in on, on sort of the stretch run here uh, with the Premier League, and get really get into sort of the, the meat and potatoes part of the Premier League season. Also, of course, we've got seasons going on in Germany, in Spain, in France, in Italy. Uh, we'll talk about them all. But we'll wait till Kartik comes back, and that'll be tomorrow. Kartik will be back with me tomorrow. And by the way, Wednesday we're going to be talking to Schalke, uh, the academy director at Schalke, you know, big German club. We're going to talk about that. Should be a fascinating discussion. Hope you'll tune in then. Uh, and throughout the week, we'll be taking we'll be taking a deep look at some of these Premier League matches. 
and some of the odds uh, if you want to make a bet, because we, we love it if you want to bet. Well, responsibly, of course. By the way, another great match. Sheffield United, the Blades, hosting Man United. Oh, you know the Blades are going to win that, right? And they are plus 230. How juicy is that? Another great one, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Newcastle traveling to Villa Park. That's a juicy fixture as well. Uh, that's on Monday. And Newcastle at plus 240 is the away team. The draw is plus 240 as well. I like either one of those. And uh, I know you're getting excited. I'm getting excited. Can't stand this international stuff. But anyway, Premier League's back. We're going to go through it in detail. Look at some of these great matchups. By the way, here's another great match this weekend, coming weekend. Everton-Norwich. I mean, that, you know, who'd have thought that Everton-Norwich would be such a juicy fixture? Everton are in 15th, okay? They're just a few spots above the relegation zone. Norwich are dead last, seven points. Of course, Watford got their first win of the season. Uh, so anything can happen. Look, that's what's going on. It's the Premier League. It rocks and rolls all the time. We love it. We follow it here on the show. We certainly hope you will stay with us throughout the week. All right. I'm done. I'll speak to you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time. The Street Soccer. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.